0: With us, it requires a lot of communication, what we do. I don't think a lot of teams, you know, whether it's on offense or defense, do what we do. I think we have a complex game plan on both ends, and I think it's to our advantage because we have such a tight-knit group. We can speak, we can talk, and we can continue to make adjustments on the fly. We have smart players as well. You know, a lot of that goes into it as well. So guys, who understand how to make those adjustments. And then when you have vets, like I said, guys, who have seen it and done it on a bunch of occasions, you know, just continuing to have that communication. You know, for us younger guys, like I said, we're playful, but we're also, you know, eager and hungry to learn and hungry to continue to help team out, you know whether it's playing, not playing, communicating. You know we all want to help.
1: Donovan Mitchell talking about the Jazz, some of the things they got to do to stay on this in a little bit of a roll now, not a huge roll, but to keep it going. In Minnesota tonight, Timberwolves have lost three in a row. They had gotten over five hundred, they had a nice stretch of ball there, winning seven out of eight. But it has gone wrong here for them in the last. They did three have a games. nice stretch of ball? There it was.
2: All right, good for them. Anytime hey, you have a nice stretch of ball. Anything you're looking for tonight?
1: Or just one out of 82, get the win and move on. A win, man. A man. win, baby.
2: Uh, I don't know about baby, but uh, a win.
1: Game two on this four-game trip for the Jazz. are going back-to-back here tonight and tomorrow. First things first, the Wolves tonight. The pregame show starts at 5 here on The Zone. Tip-off set for 6 o'clock. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. Bumps conscience. Takes it left. Go to the rim and lays it in with a left hand.
2: Out for Burks. Up top Barrett. Straight on three. Nails it. R.J. Barrett a career best. Seven threes with 32 points. And the Lakers steal it. Outlet L.B.J. I know Schroeder's made what? Eight free throws.
0: But right. That's right.
1: The Lakers beat the Celtics one seventeen to one oh two. LeBron James with thirty points, Russell Westbrook with twenty four points and eleven assists. You never know how things are going to change. PK, the arrow seemed up for the Celtics a couple years ago. They had a lot of good young guys, but the GMs left, the coaches changed because coach got promoted. A couple guys don't work out, and next thing you know, they're back to being a five hundred team. Was that a promotion? From coach to GM yeah. yeah I usually think of that as a promotion Do they you make don't more? think it was I don't know hence the question I don't know if he makes more money I've not heard what his deal is Celtics dropped to 13 and 12 they are tied for eighth in the east right now Lakers pick up that win they're also 13 and 12 but that has them tied for fifth in the West Nets beat the Mavericks 102 to 99. James Harden leading the way with 23-12. And, and the Knicks beat the Spurs. C.J. McCollum collapsed right lung, sidelined indefinitely. He was injured late in the game Saturday and a loss to Boston. Luka Doncic says his conditioning has got to be better. Reggie Miller criticized the Maverick star during their loss to Brooklyn, saying he was plodding up and down the court. and He's got to trim down. Doncic reportedly weighed in at more than 260 pounds when reporting to training camp. Second straight season, his weight has been up. They loosed him at 230, but significantly heavier than that. And any unvaccinated NBA player with temporary visa status isn't going to be allowed to go to Toronto and play the Raptors. NBA says 97% of the players are vaccinated, 60% had booster shots, but some people may be skipping that trip to Toronto. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college basketball.
1: Utah State and BYU in the Marriott Center tonight. In state game. It's on BYU TV at seven o'clock. Scotty G's got the call at 6 30. Aggies are off to a six and two start. BYU off to a seven and one start.
2: Intriguing game early in the year here, PK. Yeah, I mean, in-state games are always fun. We talked about it with Mark Matson last week. The Aggies got an infusion of new blood with transfers there. And obviously the new coach. And then what are the Cougars going to do without their height? They lost their two big guys. That's a significant blow. How are they going to compensate? We'll come for that. Utah's
1: in Fort Worth to take on TCU. game will be streamed on ESPN+. UVU's in Cedar City to take on Southern Utah. Southern Utah undefeated in the Big Sky with a couple of wins. Picked to do, pick to finish 1-2 with Weber State. They're 5-3 on the year, and UVU 7-1 coming off a win over BYU. Undefeated Weber State is at Washington State. 8-0 Wildcats, 6-2 Cougars. That's on the Pac-12 networks at 8 o'clock tonight. So plenty of college basketball for you. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football. No, I think it's awesome. I've
3: known Brent for a long time. He's a good friend. um, And uh, just to to see him get that opportunity, I know he's been – you know, waiting for for the right opportunity for a long time, and uh, he certainly earned it. And um, I, I know he'll do a great job. We got a chance to visit a little bit, which was which was great um, uh, before he before he accepted the job. And, and uh, so now I'm really happy for him and his family. Know him well, and, and uh, he'll do a great job there. They 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 couldn't have found a better choice.
1: Lincoln Riley, the former Oklahoma coach, praising Brent Venables, his replacement at Oklahoma.
2: What else was he going to say, right? I don't know. I don't know what the context was. I don't know what the question was. I mean, anytime you say, what else was he going to say? Well, nothing is always the answer. Huh. But I don't know what that was done in conjunction with.
1: Mountain West coaching change. Fresno State has rehired Jeff Tedford as the Bulldogs head coach two years ago. He stepped down due to health concerns. Tedford says he's recovered from the issues of his resignation. That led to the program Highland hiring Kalen DeBar, who uh, recently went to Washington as their new head
2: coach. Several years back, I've interviewed Tedford many times. Always found him to be very candid and fun to interview. And we're at Pac-12 Media Day, and they had that, at that point, they had three full-time sports radio stations in Salt Lake, and all three were there. He was going to come to us. I don't even remember what station it was at, to tell you the truth. Uh, probably this one, I guess. Uh, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, and he was going to come Around the corner, they had a bunch of tents set up. I think it was at Universal. And he comes around the corner where the third one. It's like two, two thirty in the afternoon. And you know they have the sign there to re- tell everybody where you represent, who you're representing, and where you're from. And he looks at me and he says, "Another Salt Lake sports radio station?" I said, "Yep." He says, "You got to be bleeping me." <laughs> Yeah, college football's big in our area. Sit down, coach. <laughs> and he's won. He won at Cal, and he won at Fresno before. He's only 60 years old, I would think, probably. Maybe 61. but I, He's I, 60. Yeah. So as long as he's got his health squared away, that's pretty good news. Well, you know he can do it in, in Fresno because he had good teams there. So no, no, but you were just telling me yesterday about going back. Coaches don't do that. Now you just changed Now you said you know he can do There's
1: it. There's an exception to every rule. <laughs> And he stepped away for an unusual reason,
2: according to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yesterday, Jim Kelly can't do it. Can't do it. He can't do it. Can't. You can't go back. Well, you know he can do it. I mean, what? What's it going to be tomorrow? You got. Ah, you stick with your rule. There's exceptions
1: to these rules. You got to look closer. Tomorrow, I'll probably be back to the other one. Ohio State's hired Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles as the Buckeyes' new defensive coordinator. Knowles' defense in Stillwater was number three in the country in total yards per game this year. He will not start his new position in Columbus until after the Rose Bowl against Utah. Their defense has been vulnerable to the run at times this year. Oregon ran on them, Michigan ran on them. Those are their two losses this year. So He'll have to fix that, but first, we'll see if the Utes can run on them in the Rose Bowl. Pitt Offensive Coordinator Mark Whipple, who mentored Kenny Pickett and helped him become a Heisman Trophy finalist, has resigned from his position, 64 years old, spent three seasons at Pitt, and helped the program transition from a run-heavy scheme to the pass-happy attack they've got today. And LSU starting quarterback, Max Johnson, has entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal just days after Brian Kelly was hired as the Tigers' head coach. LSU down to one, scholarship, quarterback, on their roster as they get ready to play in the Texas Bowl. Kyle Whittingham said this would be the craziest transfer portal yet. So, He did? Yeah, he did. In his press conference. Uh, I think it was before the Colorado
2: game. I don't think it was the last. A few weeks back. Yeah, yeah. it was a couple weeks back. Isn't that just like the, this will be the hottest summer because the last one was and the one before that one and the one before that one? Trending in the same direction, breaking records every year.
1: What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. We're joined now by Andrew Reinhart, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, you are back again. Guys are hesitant to get their ED taken care of. Every time you come on and talk to us, seems like, well, a few more people must come in because you're back again, and it's that hesitancy, right?
4: (laughs) That is a good point. Uh, there's a stigma around ED, and I think it's a dangerous one, frankly. Some people think we shouldn't talk about it. I think we should talk about it more because when a man gets ED, the relationship suffers. We're treating a lot of guys at Wasatch Medical from age 20 to age 90, mild, severe, uh, it doesn't matter. This technology, acoustic wave therapy, it's sweeping the country. We use the two most advanced versions, uh, gentle pressure waves, open up and regrow the blood vessels. So you can kind of imagine you don't have to take the pill. The blood flows like maybe it used to when you didn't have to stress about things. This is the first and only technology that treats the root cause of the problem and can restore on-demand function.
1: So Cambridge University did a study, but they're not the only ones. Can you uh, share some of the details?
4: They are not the only ones. Cambridge studied one device, the Cleveland Clinic. That's one of the biggest hospitals in America. They studied one device along with many, many others. Uh, They're posted at wasatchmedicalclinic.com, by the way. The Cleveland Clinic did a study, and at the end of it, here's what they said. It generated a clinical and statistical increase in blood flow. That is so cool. Uh, A lot of guys could use more blood flow out there listening, Uh, a great thing for relationships.
1: As always, you've got a discount, a special offer for our listeners. What is it?
4: We deliver a lot of value. If you're ready to regain your love life, and by the way, you'll be done with these treatments before Christmas. So better holiday season with your loved one. Give us a call this morning. You'll qualify for the exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound with our MD. That's important. Uh, Free. The gift that produces immediate results to intimacy. I think you'll like that. And this is a really cool aspect. Blood work and testosterone. Very valuable. That's free today as well.
1: Guys, you can put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Call Andrew at 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you.
0: It's official that you. So the 2021 Pac-12 champs and are heading to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. What better way for the Utes to make their inaugural trip to the Rose Bowl than a battle against Ohio State? Keep it locked on the Zone Sports Network as we get you ready for the Utes' historic trip to Pasadena. Your home for the best coverage of the Utes in the Rose Bowl is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK Sunday five at 1280 the zone. We got Christian Cox, former University of Utah defensive lineman, coming up at 7:30. Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, is coming up at 810 this morning. 810,
2: not 805? That's apparently it. 810. <laughs>
1: Bowler told me the time. There
2: you go. <laughs> okay. 810.
1: I assume he's got some meeting, some breakfast meeting for this. For his game tonight. He's got meetings, and he
2: apparently has to also undergo a COVID test. So, Mm -hmm. Ah. When do you do it tomorrow? NBA testing. What Do it Friday. When you're free. Carefree. Apparently, he's free at 810 today. He said he'd do it then. Oh, he's your guy, man. You set it up,
1: didn't you? I did not set up the specific time. I rarely rarely do that. Yawk sets up the
2: times. I call him, talk to him. Hey, you want to do this? I didn't mean the specific time. Well, you did. You were talking about 810. well. You misinterpreted. I said generally. Generally,
1: I did call and set it up. Hey, you want to come on while you're on the road this week? And he said yes. And he picked eight ten. All right, DJ and PK. Time for the question of the day. We got a few minutes before Christian Cox joins us. Hot texture toes brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text hair to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit ww.utahairnd.com. Question of the day. Three finalists. For the Coach of the Year, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award, Blake Anderson, Kalani Sataki, Kyle Whittingham. Three of the 13 finalists rank the Utah guys from one to three. It's pretty cool that all three got nominated. It looked like they nominated all the coaches of all the conference champions and then a uh, handful of 10-win guys.
2: You got me. I didn't look. I'm not an awards guy. I don't win them. I don't really pay attention to them. Just look at myself in the mirror. Did I do the best I could today? That's good enough for me.
1: Well, all three of those guys ought to look in the mirror and think they did really well this year.
2: They ought to look at their bank account, too. And it's doing really well. And yes, if you win 10 games, you did really well. Daniel says
1: any of the three would be a fine choice. But none will get it. East Coast bias will prevail again.
2: I have no idea who votes, so I can't say that. I, I have no idea where the voting contingent lives.
1: Steve says all are very deserving. The question is like asking who your favorite child
2: is. No, it's not. And what's <laughs> wrong with having a favorite child? What? Why is? Why is that so bad? Well, the other kids feel a little left out. Yeah. Well, then do better. <laughs> Well, isn't that the obvious thing? You're not going to pick a favorite. The one over here is giving you all sorts of grief, and the other one over here isn't. Whose fault is that? That's a dumb phrase that I have always disagreed with. Like it's some cardinal sin to pick your favorite child. Everybody does it. You got somebody over here who's giving you all sorts of crap. Why wouldn't you pick the other one? Come on, use some logic here. You're Mr. Logic. Why is that so bad? Think about uh, it. Probably the psychological
1: damage to the kids. Yuck, How about the you,
2: psychological damage to the parent?
1: Yach, have you ranked your kids yet and let them know? I mean, Christmas is coming up. It's kind of a version. I of
2: mean, in your notes. house we had a, we had to have a a, a conference if somebody got a B minus. They're five and 3 I'm so. I mean, it. I mean, I get it for you, but for the rest of us who got troubled kids, sure, it's easy to pick. Come on, the real world here. I dispute that phrase. And there's a lot of people right now nodding. Yep, spitting truth, spitting truth loogies again. Man, that's gross. (laughs) Oh, truth loogies, and you've never around the room.
1: Yeah, but not indoors on the table and the carpet in the room we're in right now.
2: Do You see any saliva anywhere outside of inside (laughs) my mouth? mouth? Dripping right there. (laughs) (laughs) There's no saliva present except in my orifice. Ooh.
1: Jake says Kyle runs the state.
2: Going to assume Jake is a Ute. He runs the state. Runs the state. He's the highest state-paid employee, usually if the football coaches are. But no, I would not put him number one.
1: Really? I was going to go...
2: Kyle won, Kalani two, and Blake three. No, how are you gonna go? I think you got to go Sataki one. BYU's done something that they've never done before, and you'll say, "Oh, Utah has done something." Yeah, well, we found out Cristobal had a foot and a half out the door, and he won. Kyle won one game. Cougars won five. They've never gone undefeated against five Pac-12 teams in the same season. They rarely go undefeated against anybody for five games. Kyle's won the South three times. He won one more game against a half-hearted Oregon team. Blake Anderson's done a phenomenal job. So I can consider putting Blake two. Because the Angsters have never won the... Mountain West, now they have. And they went to, (laughs) it's always tough to go down to Carson and play there. Believe me, I've been to Carson many, many times. My wife attended the institution on which the very stadium is built. She's walked the halls of Cal State Dominguez Hills. Scotty sent us a thing on Saturday, and I said, well, send some jerseys. And then he sent he sent back a picture of a guy in a in a uh, prison garb. Yeah, I already picked it up, and I thought, do I want to continue this? Because then I put I typed in Utah football player, Utah State football player arrested, and I only had my choice of about nine stories to send them. <laughs> you should send them all. <laughs> but I was playing golf, so I thought, uh, oh yeah, get off your phone while you're playing golf. Wanna, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna let this slide. <laughs> <laughs> Just send him a bunch of mug shots. Yeah, I said, like, well, which one do I want? I felt like I was a chuck E. rama The choice okay. is yours. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize so many of them would come up when I have typed that in. But I let it go. My wife t- uh, texted back said, this is not funny. She's a proud alum, Cal State Dominguez Hills. Her master's degree, I might add. Not some you know weak sauce undergraduate. Yeah, not one of those bachelor degrees. So, I could put that there, because that's never been done. But I think Utah, obviously they all had great seasons, but I think these awards, in my mind, is who exceeded expectations. And
1: that is why Rick says it's got to be Blake Anderson. Vegas had them winning two to three games this year.
2: BYU and Utah did about what we thought they should oh, there's do. There's no way. There's no way we thought BYU was going ten and two and going five and zero against the Pac-12. There's just no way. And no, but overachieving expectations by two or three wins versus overachieving expectations by five wins. And Vegas, Vegas, named me one transfer who would be an impact player at Utah State, and that'd be zero. They had no idea. So those things mean less and less and less. None of us had any idea what Bonner was going to do. None, zero, nobody, except Blake Anderson. That's why he gets the coach of the year. Well, I I, did in. in I would ask Blake. No, I'd ask Blake. Did Bonner perform the way you thought he would? And he would say say "Yes." yes. So, what happened there that was beyond Blake Anderson's expectation? Nothing. In the most important position in sport, in team sport, quarterback. He brought in an experienced dude. And that's to take nothing away from them, because they were just absolutely phenomenal. You got to tip your cap big time. I mean, except for three games, and, the, and I'll, I'll let them lose three games. I'm sure you would take that. Any Utah State coach would take 10 and three with, with a winning, conference title. Winning, yeah. I mean so you're, no one's going to be uh,
1: throwing that back.
2: Perfect every week. Uh, so, and, and the good thing about it, and the games they lost, they lost. So there was no what-ifs. And and he was so open about how the team lacked the physical strength and size and how we need to beat you in different ways. So that's just great coaching because he acknowledged it, and then he went about and didn't use it as a crutch, still found ways to win knowing that, hey, they couldn't just go in the trenches toe-to-toe. That's not who they were. And so that's a phenomenal job coaching as far as I'm concerned. But it's hard to give somebody the coach of the year who didn't even get coach of the conference. Dallas
1: says Kalani, hands down. Then Blake, then Kyle. Kalani killed it and still does with a decimated roster. And BYU beat both those other teams. Kalani's the
2: only choice here. Uh, that's something to factor in for sure. Yeah, yeah when you hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. He did beat both of those teams. There's no question about that. Yeah. So that that's a, a nice uh, edge to give to him when you're comparing these three. I can buy that.
1: Ryan says Witt and Sataki are tied. Witt for turning the team and season around and challenging external dynamics, and Sataki for taking a decimated roster. Seriously, does BYU even have half their starters available at this point?
2: Yes, and they beating do.
1: the Pac-12 champs five and zero in the Pac-12 and Virginia to boot.
2: Six and six, Virginia to boot.
1: <clears throat> Kalani lost eight. Of his best players, the NFL found a way to go 6 and 1 versus Power 5 teams and beat Utah and Utah State head to head. Clear choice for number one, and it's not even close. Blake Anderson did a heck of a job and his built in disadvantages with his much smaller fan base and less money. He's going to do great things at Utah State, but you can't lose to Wyoming by 27 to be number one on this list. Kyle has all the advantages of Power 5 label, which BYU now will have. But it's created huge recruiting advantages. And he found a way to lose to San Diego State, BYU, and Oregon State. Clearly Kyle's third place.
2: Yeah, it's a tale of two seasons for the Utes. Non-Con and Con. And Spring Game Boy and Cam Rising. Those are your big differences there. And they lost to Oregon State, but that's the Pac-12. Literally no team has gone 9-0. and zero. So pick a game. You're going to lose to somebody. And it happened to be
1: Oregon State, and everybody's got that loss. Utah State losing to Wyoming,
2: BYU losing to Boise State at home. Okay, if you want to compare that, I was just comparing the Pac-12. No team since the thing has gone to twelve, 12. has yeah. gone nine and one, and very rarely does it go. Do the teams go undefeated anyway? I had read uh, at some point when they were in the latter stages of the Pac-10 that there had only been like five teams in like 30 years or yeah, something some, like that. some staggering amount yeah. and because the thing about the Pac-12 is they've got skill players and we saw when they got in the conference when the youth first got in the conference Oregon State came in and you had Sean Mannion and Brandon Cooks for Oregon State they weren't a good team but he was just throwing, laying stuff right on the money to an NFL quarterback. Now, he hasn't been made it big, but he's still in the NFL, to Brandon Cooks, an NFL receiver. And so that sort of defines the Pac-12. Their skilled talent is pretty good, even if their overall talent on an individual team isn't good. So on that given Saturday, they can get you. And that's what happened. Oregon State, good for them. They got the Utes.
1: You can hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. It is time now to welcome in Christian Cox, former University of Utah defensive lineman. He joins us right now on the Smart Rain Guest Line. Smart Rain's state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit SmartRain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property water costs or call 877-346-3333. Christian, good morning.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. I told Jake this. What do I owe the honor to speak to the original Godfathers here? So, <laughs>
1: it's been a question, yeah, for sure. Two words:
3: Rose Bowl. Listen, I can't. I think everybody, as we started the season, there's no way we believed that they could turn it around. I think it sums up who Kyle Whittingham is uh, with those two words. Um, obviously dealing with tragic deaths and two deaths and basically a calendar year coming up on Ty Jordan's, uh, you know, Christmas day, uh, tragic accident. Um, it just kind of embodies what the university of Utah is and has been for the last 20 years, starting with, you know, Ron McBride. But I, I think it's, it's easy to get caught up in the moment and just talk through, you know, what's in the present, but people forget very quickly what 2012, 2013, what 2014 seasons were like and how Utah fans were kind of unhappy with the progress, but Kyle has not only led Utah through the Mountain West to the top, uh, defeated Alabama, the Sugar Bowl, uh, to transitioning into the Pac-12 to becoming the best team in the Pac-12 and not only being the best team in the Pac-12, but defeating a top 10 team like Oregon twice in basically two weeks outscoring him 76 to 17 just shows that the program is uh built correctly where you have all these other schools across the country that are just trying to swap out people and what comes to my mind is and people don't remember this in 2010 I think it was my senior year the, the summer before Tennessee was coming at him very very hot and Kyle declined it which is pretty crazy to think that he would decline an SEC offer in Tennessee and He's a man of loyalty and production and uh, couldn't be happier for all of the people up there. Sharif, Morgan Scally, Lewis Powell, Sioni Puha, but the players are who made it happen. And uh, the program is just churning out the same types of, types of players, personas. They're just more athletic, but they all have that same level of grit, determination, and unprovenness that like a Devin Lloyd, who was a one or a two star, is now the Pac-12 Player of the Year, and it's probably be a top ten draft pick. So, there really is a recipe that works up there. Um, I know the secret sauce. You guys know the secret sauce. It's the same secret sauce that Bill Belichick runs in New England as well. It's, it's pretty incredible to see what what a, a quality program, and if it's run co- correctly and has the right type of leadership, and people they want to progress. And so Utah's given folks that opportunity to progress up through their program.
2: All right, Christian. We've been doing this radio show for 20 years, and this is a first, and I've known you for a long time. After that whatever you would call it, mission statement of the football program, I literally have no questions for you because you started at A and you covered every single thing that makes this program what it is right down to Z. That might have been right there the best statement of any guest we've ever had defining why a program is successful and what a program is. I mean, I literally don't know where to go now because you just covered everything that needed to be covered. No joke. I am dead serious here. You checked off all the boxes as to why this University of Utah football program is in the position it is, and you did it in one statement. I'm done here.
3: Hey. Any way, any way to make your job
2: easier, D.J., I'm here to help. I mean, you literally covered everything about the only thing that I could throw at you. And that was a phenomenal statement. I am I am dead serious, and D.J. will vouch for me. I'm dead serious because— He you, is serious, but I still got questions. I, the one thing that okay. came to my mind was, okay, you had an experience with Belichick, and you sort of just put Belichick in there, and you didn't randomly put him in there because you were with him for a— a a period of time so what I would ask you then to compare and contrast these two marvelous football coaches and when you're a football coach it's not just uh, coaching on a Saturday it is literally running a program 365 days a year one at the professional level one at the high level of college so what do you see in those two that is common and are there any differences that you see
3: yeah, I, I get this question a lot, actually. When it comes to Bill and Kyle, there's also a third person I throw in there, just just my coaching tree, right? I, I've had the privilege of playing under some amazing coaches. I played under a guy named Larry Wall at Boundville uh, High School. The stadium's named after him. Uh, he produced products like Cam Jensen, Mike Wright, Brady Christensen, uh, lots of quality players. Aaron Roderick ironically played for him. Uh, but when you talk about Kyle and Bill and Larry Wall, all three of them have similarities. And the similarities are this. They are probably the most three consistent humans I've ever seen. When you talk about being on time doing things the right way, and these are like abstract, you know, things that are off course. These are the simple, tiny things that separate the consistent winning programs versus the, the programs that don't win or your Miami Dolphins or whatever it may be. But Bill Belichick was the most consistent coach. Uh, Kyle is the most consistent coach. And they demand uh, consistency and perfection from not only their players, but their coaches. And somehow they have a knack for looking at someone who's uh, balanced in their talent. Like Coach Belichick would say, hey, the, the value you can add to the team is being multidimensional. And the example of that was in 2011 when I was there, I was hurt. I was on IR. I broke my neck. Uh, but Julian Edelman was backing up a guy named Watts Welker. Uh, Julian Edelman wasn't even playing. He was he was taking putt returns and playing backup corner through the middle of that year. He had to play corner. He had to play, he had to get some time. And if they weren't developing, you know, seventh round draft pick, undrafted free agents to be ready to play, you wouldn't get the opportunity like Julian Edelman did to, to be such a star. And he was he, honestly going one-on-one against Julian Edelman versus Wes Welker trying to tackle. Like, Edelman was so nifty in space. He was, like, impossible to tackle. You knew he was the better guy, but he was, he was paying his dues in his time. And Kyle's done the same thing, and same with Morgan Scali and Shreve Shaw, they have an eye for talent and putting guys behind him to progress. Like, Cody Barton was the starting linebacker, so was Chase Hansen but they saw something in Devin Lloyd a lot of years ago, but let's not take credit away from Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd is the one who showed up to practice every single day, did extra work, did the 6am workouts and progressed year after year after year. And what it says to me, the fact that all those seniors wanted to return like Nick Ford, Devin Lloyd, and the bunch of the rest of the crew shows how, how good they were with the leadership and they wanted something to prove. And, we're in a day of, of uh, personal gratification and taking the easy way out. It would have been easy for him to take a, be a third-round draft pick and go make a couple million bucks, but he saw the greater vision. And when it got hard, I think this is what's so neat about this team. Uh, it was obviously very emotional the first four games of the season, but they had every, they had every excuse to phone it in the season. They weren't where they wanted to be. Uh, they are giving up a lot of sacks. Charlie Brewer was a flop. They couldn't run the ball with him. He was a thrower, and he was getting sacked all the time. But this team, instead of running from their problems, they leaned into them and solved them, and, and it binded them together. I think that's one of the neatest stories about this year. And I compare it also back to the days of the Sugar Bowl in 2009, which feels like forever ago. That's 13 years ago, or I guess, yeah, 12 years ago. Uh, they all have that same common leadership thread, and you can hear it in Kyle's voice, how much it means to him. In life, and succeeding, you have to have a greater purpose. You have to have a reason why you're doing things, and this team found what their reason was. It was for those two, their two teammates, but incredible what they did this year.
1: So, Christian, one of my questions for you was the defensive line got pushed around multiple times in multiple games most noticeably against BYU and Oregon State but there were other times in other games where they were given ground too why were they able to turn that around how did they turn that around Kyle was talking about some of the guys are freshmen they just aren't big enough yet so it wasn't something that I thought was going to be turned around this season and yet they seem to have fixed it
3: yeah that's Lewis Powell that's Sioni Puha that's Coach Whittingham. it's Morgan Whittingham's Van Fillinger, he's young. He started to settle in. Tennessee Kututau off the bench was really stepped up. Uh, Obviously Tafuna, he had a massive fumble recovery in that Oregon State game. And then Mika Tafua really blossomed. Uh, We wonder where he was the first few games, but just as a defender, and you guys know this, it is really hard to play defense when your offense isn't moving the ball or being complimentary at all. They weren't scoring. They weren't uh, getting third down completions, and so Especially against BYU, San Diego State, they were kind of stuck out there, and uh, it's hard to play ball that way. And uh, really, the the I'd say the the key that unlocked the door was obviously the thing that everyone knows is swapping in Cam Rising, plugging in some actual passion, energy, and the team believed him. If they if they voted him team captain, you know what that says. They saw him every day in in camp. They saw him every day in practice. They saw what he did in, in, in workouts. And so once they put him in and, and obviously the fumble issues got, you know, went away, Tavion Thomas has had a heck of a year. The offense became one of the strongest offenses in Utah history, and that's saying a lot, uh, in a short eight weeks. Uh, they, uh, they found their identity it was very clear. They were going to run the ball, be physical, and these three tight ends uh, were unreal. Frank Keefe, uh, Kincaid, and Fotheringham. They all were balanced. They all played their own role. They're all different. And then that also opened up uh, the receiving core. Obviously, Ennis and Britton Covey, uh, but uh, Vele really bursts onto the scene. And uh, that's really what, and again, that's a a roundabout answer. A better offense is what energized the defense. And the defensive line uh, settled in, played with more technique, and he got better production off the edge. And they started blitzing Devin Lloyd quite a bit on that right end.
2: Do you think we finally? I don't know if it's out there, but for some it might be. But we finally put the uh, thought of Kyle Whittingham being an underrated coach to bed.
3: I I don't know what else more you want. <laughs> I, I I I just go back to I I just I, it's crystallized in my mind. I I just got back playing in the NFL. I was injured trying to get back in the league. I was covering uh, Utah games pre and post with Hans Olsen and. Yeah. I remember the rumblings of people saying that Kyle wasn't good enough. And I I was just like, are you you guys insane? (laughs) And there was the the weirdness of uh, a potential swap out and, and Dr. Hill just, I think Dr. Hill valued him the way he should have. And the one thing you'll get in Kyle. And it's one of those things that, uh, once you earn his respect, uh, you're in, you're in the house with him and it, and it takes a lot to earn Kyle's respect. You guys know this. Yeah. And uh, it takes consistency, effort, commitment, work ethic, no other way. You don't get it through talking. You get it through deliverable and results. And uh, Kyle, like Bill Belichick, is the, one of the most consistent demanding of perfection in the right ways of a coach. And that's what you want from a head coach. And all of these players just you embody that. You embody your, your, your leader body the captain at the top and uh, I I don't know what more you want he, he could he go to the NFL and coach yes uh, does he want to do that did he want to do that probably but at this point he's a legend like he's he is uh he's stadium worthy in my opinion um, he's you know growing up locally in the valley right you looked at a Lovell Edwards now I have perspective he did that for you know decades Kyle's done it for almost two decades now yep and uh, if he wins the Rose Bowl, he's 3-0 and in, in BCS, or I guess New Year's Six championships, and has built a phenomenal program. I just I echo this to Utah fans. Look at what happened to Tennessee once Philip Fulmer left. Yep. Like, do you want to be Tennessee football? Uh, so it's just one of those moments you, you soak it in and you look at a high-powered school like Oregon. Well, now what are you going to do? You have to replace another coach, your third coach, in basically five years. Um, where you've had consistency with Kyle Whittingham. So um, I think this is a, a, the perfect step in the right direction. Uh, would I would I want him to stay for the next five years selfishly? Yes. Do I want to see Utah in a college football playoff? Absolutely. Who doesn't? Uh, but we've just got to be grateful for what we have. And this has been a very special season and it's going to be a really historic matchup against Ohio state in the Rose bowl. And, that's what you grow up watching and you got it. So I don't I don't know more we could ask for as fans.
1: So when I want to ask you about that matchup with Ohio State. We've all seen them just torch teams. We know why they're favored. We know how many years they've been good for. If you watch their games this year, they've got three awesome receivers. So we all know how the Utes could lose this game. We can all see the scenario where they get beat. But the two times Ohio State has lost this year, they give up two hundred and sixty nine yards rushing. To Oregon. And they gave up 297 yards rushing to Michigan. Can Utah just line up, be the bully, push them around, run for a huge number, score a bunch of points, and keep that offense out of rhythm over on the other sideline and win the game?
3: You're getting me drooling over here, uh, DJ. That would that, be my exact argument. As you look at the full body of work, it's hard to compare the second game of the season because you're still figuring yourself out. Like Even if Utah lined up against san diego state again or byu would it be a different game yeah you don't get to live in the past but there is something to be said with the physical nature of pushing a spread offense around and candidly you know why we predicted a a victory against oregon was utah is not only just physical we've just been more physical in the past utah has more athleticism and speed now and their schemes are very very strong they're very very balanced and uh It'll be a really good matchup. It'll be very interesting. Uh, you know, if, if Utah can come out and play the style that they've played all year, I, I see it being a very tight matchup with an edge towards Utah. I, I just don't think Ohio State is, has played um, someone as physical as Utah, save possibly Michigan. But I don't know if the speed of – I think I would favor the speed of Utah a bit over Michigan. Michigan's a classic, just Big Ten uh physical team and has, you know, great running backs as well. So I think the, the blueprints in front of you with, with both of those victories in Oregon back then they had they had Verdell who ran like crazy and had some big runs in that game. So I would I would give the edge to Utah, um again, being biased of course.
2: Yeah. Well, Christian, on behalf of the station, and particularly our show, I want to apologize for not having you on more often, because this, in my 20 years, I could easily rank this as a top five interview of all time.
3: What? PJ? What? Are you just making my day? Are you just in the Christmas spirit? I'm used to some song of some sort, but like, wow, thanks, PJ. No,
2: no, I base it on results just like Whittingham and Belichick and the result of this interview and the answers that you gave and the in-depth answers, long answers without rambling. That is a skill. I mean, I was listening. I did not tune out. DJ, who has no attention span, was not looking up some mindless, stupid stat on the Internet like he often does and repeats my questions because he doesn't pay attention. He didn't even do that. We were Butterfly! To- we were, shiny thing! We were totally locked in to every freaking word you said because you were on point. It was, And I'm not blowing smoke here, Christian. This was absolutely incredible.
3: Well thanks, PK, you guys have me on anytime.
1: Honestly, I didn't bring up having you on to Jake because you I thought you were Gordon's guy for a long time. And uh, now
3: I, you're available. I'm all, I'm Expect all available. Expect a phone call. I'm, available all. <laughs> I'm Hans's guy, I'm Scotty's guy, I'm everybody's guy. All so right, whatever. It you, is. Yeah.
1: All right. Well we appreciate it, Christian. Thanks for coming on.
3: Thanks, guys.
1: Merry Christmas. Christian Cox, former
2: University of Utah defensive lineman. Join us right here on The Zone. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. I've done a lot of radio work with him over the years when he used to do it. Uh, But I am not joking. That was a phenomenal answer. You're right about the long answers without rambling. Yes. I mean, it was like one point provoked
1: another point, provoked another point. And we've asked lots of people who, when you ask something, and I'm famous for saying two things, right? But I don't usually get past the second or third point. But he had an answer that had six points. And although I still had more questions, I got your point. And he did check off a lot of potential questions right there. I don't need to ask about that or that or that. I mean, I still wanted to ask him who was going to win the Rose Bowl. He didn't answer that. He favored
2: Utah. Uh, the uh, and, and he was a member when they played that TCU game, and it was a big game. It was a Saturday, oh, yeah. afternoon I think it was the yeah. gal who took over top in the stands. There was that. Day. It was a huge and, matchup. And, I think they were both undefeated. And that TCU team was really really good. That, I mean, it's just was awesome. it the team that run the
1: won the Rose Bowl or played it, that Fiesta Bowl? I, they were in I, two I BCS Think it games. was Fiesta, but I'm not yeah. sure.
2: Uh, but they were really good. Many many pros, and, and they dominated him at the <laughs> the interview after he says, "Well." I know my bishop's going to be mad, but we got our ass kicked. <laughs> I just remember him saying that. And you're in a setting where you just can't burst out laughing, but I wanted to because I thought this guy always, even as a kid, so to speak, as a college player, told it like it was, or in this case, telling it like it is.
1: DJ and PK, Bowler's coming up in about 20 minutes. Jazz in Minnesota tonight. Stay with us right here on The Zone Sports Network.
4: This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. John Wilner from the Mercury News and the Pac-12 Hotline. What are your thoughts on a Utah- Ohio State matchup? A lot of people think Ohio State is going to not have a huge sense of urgency because, you know, it's playoff or bust for them, but I happen to think Ohio State's going to bring their A-game and it will be interesting. I mean, it's a different level of talent and athleticism than Utah's used to seeing, even compared to Oregon, right? I know Oregon won the head-to-head, but, you know, Ohio State's a way better team now than it was then. Utah will have to take a page out of Michigan's playbook and just try to count the ball, right? Rising field 15-20 times and they just run the ball as often as they can and see if that works. If it does work, I think Utah has a good chance to win. If Utah can't run the ball, then we're talking about big problems.
0: What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to three on 975-1280 the zone. Powered by KSLsports.com. It's
1: the fifth annual Black Friday sale. It's been extended through December at Davis Vision. If you're tired of glasses or contacts, get LASIK now and save 1400 bucks. There are limited spots available, so act now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis
2: Vision. You get a little thing on Davis Vision. You know, I went there years ago, and they'll really take good care of you.
1: Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, is coming up in about 10 minutes here on the Zone Sports Network. You hear Christian uh, Cox talk about the Rose Bowl, and we all know why Ohio State is good, but they've got exactly the right Achilles heel. Styles make fights and all that boxing talk, and people love to carry that over to football. And the style that has beaten Ohio
2: State twice is what the Utes do. Uh, yeah, but you're just looking at uh, about the style that has won them 10 games. They can throw the ball. <laughs> so, they can make big plays. And that could be what it comes down to. And has anybody been able to, th- been capable of throwing the ball to the level that Ohio State can on Utah's schedule this year? I can argue no and no. Yeah, I don't really think it's
1: much of an argument. Who would he, oh, come close? I mean, Drake London at USC was awesome, but we're talking about three guys who can make big plays on any snap of the ball at Ohio State. And USC had one guy.
2: Oh, I think they had more than one guy. Uh but their, their program was a mess, an interim coach. And come on. I mean, half the schedule was interim coaches or quarterbacks who didn't play. I mean, the Utes had a, a lot of favorable advantages this year. I'm as big a cheerleader as it comes for Whittingham. But a lot of things went their way to get. To they, summarize, they, the league they, isn't very good. And they basically had an interim coach twice against Oregon. Cristobal with one foot out the door already on the phone talking. Clearly. Now, with that being said, I hope they kick the crap out of Ohio State. <laughs> 54 to nothing.
1: Well, if you want to beat Ohio State, you better run for more than 250 yards because they only lost twice,
2: and that's how it got done. If they beat Ohio State, I will give him a full frontal hug and a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're not really are, motivated. We are, are we uffing the ante. I am. We? I'm up in my game. Yeah. This This would be just so awesome.
1: Coming up, Craig Bollerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, will join us in a few minutes. Right now, we are joined by Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, you've been on a lot. You've seen a lot of patients. What are they telling you?
4: Well, what they tell us is, hey, we've ha- I've had ED for a while now. I'm sick of taking the pill, and I just want the blood to flow like it used to. They go through our treatments, and I think the general sense is that it was easier than they thought. A session with our acoustic wave therapy is 10 minutes. You might need a few of them, this is according to Cambridge, over a couple of weeks' time. That is it. Uh, This is helping so many men. I think the pill will be a thing of the past. Who doesn't want more blood flow, better performance, more frequency? That's what we're seeing with this technology.
1: So... uh... The top causes of ED. Why is this happening? Because guys have to be thinking, why is this happening to me? This didn't used to happen. Why is this happening?
4: Right. Uh, Diabetes, prostate issues, those are some of the most common. But I will say the American lifestyle probably not helping us. Uh, Our blood vessels can get clogged. They can harden. They don't dilate like they used to. And that can cause ED. So we're seeing younger and younger guys. Now, here's the good news. Guys in their 20s, 40s, 50s they respond very quickly to these treatments generally they're looking to kind of top off their drink and just improve things we have done a lot of that if you're out there listening thinking i want things to be better in the bedroom i don't think i have ed necessarily but i want things to be better we've helped a lot of guys in that exact same situation
1: so you've got a special offer for our listeners if they call you today at 801-901-8000
4: yes give us a call this morning Uh, you'll meet with our doctor, the MD, free exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound. There is zero obligation to this. You can leave your wallet at home. You get the gift that produces immediate results to intimacy. I think you'll like that. And this is a pretty cool aspect today. If you feel a little low in the tank, blood work and testosterone free today as well.
1: Guys, you can call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that special offer at 801-901-8000. Call Andrew at 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you.